do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCube. This show is a journey into my mind, or rather, it's uh, we will see all the media I have consumed that is stored in my mind. And why would I do such a thing? Why would I do a podcast devoted solely to all the consumption of media that I've done? Because, my theory is that if I just let it sit in that dusty attic, it will slowly, or not so slowly, drive me insane. So, this is a bit of a uh, pressure release valve, if you will, and I hope you will, so that I have someone to talk about. That someone is you, listening to this. The talking is one way, unless you were to uh, uh, tweet at me, uh, Jordan underscore Maywood, uh, Insta me, Nerdcane, uh, various other forms of communication are possible. They are listed in the closing credits, should you wish to do so. This can be a conversation, you weirdo. You weirdo. However, it does not have to be, because I need to do this regardless of anyone listening or not. I could turn this microphone off. In fact, I'm going to right now. Okay, I, I actually did turn it off, so if you heard that. I actually factually did it so i'm not messing around here uh as i was saying i could just turn this off oh man i was so tempted to do it again there but okay i didn't that time um and just say these words into the ether but that does not quite have the same effect plus 491 plus episodes in now uh, i've got it down where basically i just talk for half an hour i push a button to start it i push a button when i'm in and honestly i have this down to such a science that all in it's like an hour if that so you know what's the big deal an hour a week come on last but not least what i should say and i'm pretty good at saying is that should you be someone who has not consume some of the media that I will talk about, the possibility exists that I would spoil it for you. And I don't want to spoil it for you, so I warn of that possibility. And a sort of spoiler warning, I suppose one might call it. And I am one. Am I the one as in, like, Buffy? No, just the one as in someone who gives spoiler warnings at the top of podcast episodes. Whew, off the rails. Off the rails. Okay, I'm gonna push a button. Speaking of buttons, <laughs> segue, uh, I'm going to push a button that will start a series of five five-minute timers like this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things.
monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Flat Earthers Around the Globe. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first, Behind the Curve. Ah, this, I do believe, Netflix-created documentary. Was it Netflix? I, I can't remember. Yeah, meet real flat earthers, small but growing. Oh, God, that's the sad part. Small, contingent would have been fine, but growing? Ugh. Contingent of people who firmly believe in a conspiracy to suppress the truth that the earth is flat. Motherfuckers. Yeah, uh, okay, so right off the bat, this movie, five out of five. I fucking loved it. But, uh, okay, and I, I think I know why. Because it did make me angry, but it was comedic enough that uh, <laughs> the anger was tempered. The anger, of course, is that people, willful ing ignorance, same reason I'm an atheist, uh, this is the same reason this movie makes me an angry. Anytime you are willfully ignorant of something, like, if you have facts and facts and facts and facts, experts, 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 and choose to not believe what they say, that is willful ignorance. Now, ignorance itself, you know, can be forgiven. It's, it, it, it's a thing that can be remedied. However, if you desire that state of ignorance and refuse to change it, this, this is my big problem with uh, people like this and religion, is the fact that you could say to them, uh, and this is sort of the, 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 the main takeaway for me is, and why I never argue with people like this, is, is if you were to say to them, what could I say to you to change their mind? And when they say nothing, that's it. You, you, you can give up at that point. There's, there's no point. You could walk away with a clear conscience, I would say. Yeah, walk away with a clear conscience. There's nothing can be done for these people, and they will be wiped off the face of this flat earth <laughs> one day. Jesus. <sighs> okay, got a little heated on Behind the Curve from 2018. Highly recommend it. Um, the, the very last scene, the very end moment of the movie is a goddamn schadenfreude like I've never had in my entire life, and I friggin' love it. Uh, this is a really, really good movie, uh, especially if uh, you're, you know, thinking of these things and want to get uh, your brain right. Okay, moving on to Dumplin', also from 2018. I will admit that I heard, I think on multiple podcasts, people saying that they enjoyed this movie. Um, and normally, when that is the scenario, uh, I'll go into the movie with high hopes, uh, and those hopes will quite often be met. However, uh, in this case, it didn't actually happen, so I'm a, I was a little disappointed. Uh, if you're, let me read the IMDA just to give you what it's about. Uh, Willow Dean, aka Dumplin, the plus-sized teenage daughter of former beauty king, beauty queen, signs up for her mom's Miss Teen Blue Bonnet pageant as a protest that escalates when other contestants follow her footsteps, revolutionizing the pageant in their small Texas town. However, it didn't. It didn't revolutionize goddamn anything. Uh, you get to the end, and this is a spoiler, and you think it's going to be a heartwarming thing that the, the, the plus-size teenage daughter of the former beauty king, queen is going to win. Uh, however, she doesn't. No, just some uh, random uh, uh, ditzy blonde pageant, average pageant goer, picture that how you may, is the winner. Uh, so very disappointing ending. 
on top of a movie that never really did it for me. So I'm going to give this like a two. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with my rating scale, uh, three is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Uh, there may have been moments of enjoyment, but overall, not so much for Dumplin'. Hmm, who knew? Uh, last, but uh, better than Dumpling, <laughs> Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The title alone gets a 5 out of 5, and the movie also a 5 out of 5. This is what I like. These type of things where they don't take themselves too seriously. They could have, and when you look at the cover, there's potential. Like, I was a little worried going in that... They were going to take the title of this movie, which should not be taken seriously, Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and, and then just sort of do a, a dark, gritty uh, uh, thing with it. However, at one point in this movie, Batman says Kawabunga. So, you know, uh, the Ninja Turtles have their van that shoots fucking hubcaps painted like pizza? What the hell? Uh, a, a lot of the... Goddamn, one of the best things of this, and, and this is the type of thing I like in these type of movies where uh, they visit Arkham uh, Asylum, as you do in a Batman movie quite often, and uh, you get all the Batman villains, which is great, and then they turn the fucking Batman villains into half-human, uh, half-animal hybrids. I loved it. Yeah, 5 out of 5. Easy for me to give this a 5 out of 5. Uh, there's things you could question, like... What determines which animal you turn into? For example, uh, another little spoiler, Batman at one point does get turned into a half-man, half-bat, obviously. But what, uh, like, what in his DNA, what is the medical reason that he got turned into a bat? What is the medical reason that Harley Quinn got turned into a uh, laughing hyena? Or the Joker turned into a snake? Or Mr. Freeze into a polar bear? This is what I'm talking about in this movie. It's fucking awesome. I love stuff like that. This is a little bit reminiscent of the insanity of the... Uh, what was the ninja one? Batman Ninja, I think it might have been called, actually. Yeah, like, these these are the ones I like. That, the, that they take a, a crazy premise, throw it together, and just cool, kind of dumb, but funny, interesting... Uh, mind-bendy things happen, and uh, it's just a goddamn delight. So, 5 out of 5. We, we had some good movies in this one. I will say thank you to the movies. Television Talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Beale Wallpaper Installation Incorporated. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I have a, uh, a television program for you by the title The Sinner. Ah, or The Saint. No, no. This is not a takeoff, a spinoff from the television show The Saint, which uh, I've never seen, but I've heard things and I think is a really weird show, if I do recall hearing things of it. Oh, you know what? I just see it's three seasons. What season did I watch? Huh. Bill Pullman, Jessica Biel. Are they in every season? Okay, now I gotta, I gotta dig deeper into this. Okay, so is it like one of those shows, which I'm sort of gathering here, where each season is a different group of people, sort of like, uh, what's that? True Detective. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm sort of getting that vibe here. Uh, that it's True Detective-like. Which is a somewhat new thing, I do believe. Like, I can't 
you know what? Speaking of that audience participation I mentioned at the top of the show, should you have an example? I'm very curious about this. Uh, I will give you a shiny penny. If, should I ever see you? Uh, what uh, does there exist shows from the past, say pre True Detective by five years or more? Well, how about that? For uh, uh, I really don't want to give this fucking penny away. Uh, where each season was with a different group of people. Okay, wait, I'm just thinking uh, uh, American Horror Story does a little bit. Yeah, okay, so I answered my question. Here's my penny. Clink. Uh, so that's what this is. Okay, so the story was cool, or it started off very cool. Uh, Jessica Beale plays a woman who's at the beach with her uh, 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 father, father, her husband and son, and uh, just having a day at the beach, you know, a little picnic, a little, put a little lotion on, it's, it's hot out, maybe eat a sandwich, as you do, and then she fucking loses her shit and stabs a guy to death. Yowza. And it was, uh, it was violent, it was bloody, and, well, there was death. Uh, now, why did she do this? And that is the focus of these five, six, seven, eight episodes. We sort of, uh, we spend the entire eight episodes, well, maybe not the last little bit, um, learning what sort of reason she had for doing this, because she has no idea. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's the the, card, the, 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 the the cool part, the cool twist, I suppose you would say, is the fact that we have a murderer admitted, admitted in court, waived the right to trial uh, murderer uh, who has no idea why she did what she did. Uh, and then we have to find that with the help of, yes, the aforementioned uh, Bill Pullman, who uh, the two of them together in this were very good. Uh, Bill Pullman. They gave him like a like a real darkness to him, which was interesting to see. I, I, I feel like have we got to see a, a dark Bill Pullman before? Uh, like his sort of like a little little edginess uh, came in the form of trying to get back together with his wife, and that not going so well. Uh, so him quite often turning to a uh, a dominatrix type woman who would. Uh, among other things, uh, use high heels to step on uh, his fingernails. Like, he would put his hands on the ground, and then she would step on his fingers and, like, put pressure on him, so his fingers were always, like, black and blue. Yeah, is that a thing that guy's like? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm a guy, and uh, the, the thought of someone standing on my fingers does not ap appeal to me. Uh, you know, I'm not going to yuck your young, though. Uh, different strokes for different folks. Okay, uh, so uh, a lot of it comes in the form of flashbacks um, as she sort of pieces together memories of uh, what happened to her, what put her in the state of why she killed this person. Um, and it does unfold, and uh, if you haven't seen it, it's good. Okay, wait, wait, let me do my rating and maybe we'll run out of time before I could spoil it. Jeez, um, this is hard. Watched it with the missus. I think she'd probably go like a three-ish, and I'd probably go to the same. Yeah, you know what? I I would go a three, uh, but a low three, if that makes any sense. And it doesn't, because it doesn't have to, because my ratings never do. Folks, we did it without spoiling it. Yeah, basically, it was fine, but I have zero desire to ever revisit it, and to the degree where I don't know if I'd watch another season. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> Book banter. 
Today's book banter sponsor is Excalibur Ammunition Decommissioners Incorporated. Excalibur Ammunition Decommissioners Incorporated is the sponsor of this book banter. The last in a series uh, where we we made it. Was it six books? Shit. Well, let me check. I don't know. I think it was six. Can I open this up? I'm clicking on things. I'm in Goodreads. That's where I keep track of these sort of things. Uh, yeah, book six. Okay, so also interesting as well in that book five came out in 1995. Uh, I guess I should say what I'm talking about. This is the Orion series by Ben Bova, if you're following along. If you're a long-time listener, one of you weirdos. Uh, you will know uh, the previous episodes I have uh, reviewed the previous five books, so makes sense that I'm reviewing the sixth book. But is this the sixth book in the series, question mark, or is it a spinny-offy kind of deal? The reason I say that uh, is because what I was just about to say is that book five was published in 1995. Mm-hmm, interesting. And book six, this one, was published in 2001. Also, when I'm in Goodreads, uh, the previous five books say above them, book one, book two, book three, book four, book five, but this one doesn't, as if it is a standalone, which I don't actually think it is, to be honest with you. Uh, okay, so l- l- let me do rating before I forget. Uh, series as a whole, I go a solid four. Yeah, I very much enjoyed this. Uh, I, I like the sort of combination, a little bit of fantasy, just a, a, a tinge, a lot of sci-fi, and a lot of time tra- travely through human history, alternate history stuff. Yeah, so it, it's all sort of a, an amalgam of all of those things, really. Uh, this, uh, this Orion, the titular, <laughs> the titular Orion, uh, was created by the quote-unquote gods to do their bidding. Now, the interesting thing about the gods of this world, who Orion is not a big fan of because he feels sort of shackled by them and they keep him apart from his love, who is a fellow god, goddess, I suppose you would say. Um, so he's not a big fan of them. And the interesting thing is, and this is all the, the, the timey-wimey stuff, as Doctor Who would say, uh, so the gods created humans... Okay, gotcha. That's that's not unusual in a god myth. However, uh, in the far, 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 far distant future, the humans become so advanced in their technology that they are, in fact, the gods. Yes. So, uh, if the gods hadn't created themselves in the far distant past, they would not exist. It's one of those little timey loopy things which I uh, enjoy. Okay, so th- that's the series as a whole. And the last one... Uh, it has to do with the fact that Orion, over the course of all these books, uh, despite the being uh, the creation of the gods, uh, is becoming more and more and more powerful uh, as he dies and is brought back. Uh, and that's the other sort of interesting thing. Oh yeah, that's something I love. Okay, so screw the rest of this talk. Uh, <laughs> let me say something I love of this book. Uh, dying and being brought back. The way that is accomplished in this book is through a Star Trek style transporter in essence. So this is always a question of Star Trek. When you are transported from the ship to a planet, um, you are basically, this is, this is the theory some people have. And the first time I heard it, it blew my mind. You are uh, killed in the ship. Your, your self is destroyed. Uh, and, and then the, the matter that makes you up 
is, uh, is, is stored in the uh, machine of the transporter, along with your neural pathways, I guess you would say. Uh, all the matter in the exact order that it was, and then it's sent down to the ship. And then a new version of yourself is created on the surface. So every time you are transported, it is a version of yourself being killed and remade. Uh, yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> when you think about it, because there's a, there's a complete logic to it. Uh, taken so far in this series to the fact that uh, the gods don't die because they'll just print off uh, another version of themselves using this quote-unquote transporter-like technology. What the ever-loving fuck? Uh, I realized I didn't even say the name of the book. <laughs> Orion and King Arthur by Ben Bova. Okay. Today's... <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's that's off the rails. That's uh, You know what? I often say this. A professional would do that over. Today's Game Gavin sponsor is Oxford Britannica's Alchinary. Oh my. Folks, uh, we're talking a new... D&D Dungeons and Dragons campaign that I have just joined and is going to be starting up in the next couple of weeks. So, if you are, again, one of those aforementioned weirdo longtime listeners, you will know that I will periodically bring back the recaps of those uh, adventures and uh, read them in this game cabin segment. Because what is D&D but a game? See, it all fits, it all connects. Uh, you know what I should have done, and maybe I'll do it next time. Uh, you know what? I will do it next time. I'm making a note right now. Uh, next time I will bring back the back story of the character I'm going to play in this campaign. Uh, we're playing uh, Storm King's Thunder, which uh, I'm very excited about because I've never played in an actual like published adventure before uh i'm excited on many levels um we met the group uh we <laughs> i met the group i don't know the why i said we uh i met the group uh the great bunch of people we did our session zero uh the dm uh incredible guy uh, uh has been playing on and off since 19 goddamn 79 1979 folks i was born in 1981 so he has been involved in one way or another with D&D since before I was born, which is fascinating. Also, one thing I like about him uh, is he sends emails like I do, a.k.a. long. Yeah, I, I have a thing. I just I find when I send emails, they're, they're always long. Uh, I like to write, uh, so my emails are long. Hey, it's just a, a fact of life is how that works. Uh, and plus, he's got a lot of great ideas. Also, he's not just running this game. He's created... Uh, um, a world that's not just what's within the book on many, many levels, and uh, I have very, very high hopes. The one downside is uh, it's quite a bit of a hike from where I live to where we are playing, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let that sort itself out as it does, I hope. I hope. Okay, so let me read just a little prologue, um, which as we progress through the question mark years... See, I have high hopes for this 
uh, campaign to actually continue longer than ones I, well, the ones I run myself. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let me just give you a little back uh, story on that, uh, and this will maybe be in the next one, actually. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm about to wrap up a campaign tomorrow that started at level one, and when it ends, we will be at level twenty. So when I'm running it myself. Uh, I can do it, and I have high hopes for uh, uh, the DM here to complete uh, that level 1 to level 20 over quote-unquote years, potentially. I don't know why I put quotes around that. So, anyways, let me read the prologue, a.k.a. the professional log, <laughs> I've called it. Even though prologue doesn't mean professional log, it sounds like it could, and that's funny to me. So this is Storm King's Thunder Recap Session Zero pro Prologue. <laughs> the timer will go off, but I'll pause it. Uh, the Sword Coast is a land of contrast, but one thing that this vast region of Faerun shares is a depth and breadth of stories that can truly generate awe in those who choose to scratch its surface. Stories like that of Sir Baylor. All men have secrets, so some of the depths of his story are known only to him. However, what is known is that he has taken it upon himself to be a protector of the realm. A protector with a protector from what only time will tell. But what is known is that this protection has taken the form of gathering to his cause orphans. Orphans from noble families. Orphans that he believes will be pivotal in the pushing back of whatever forces are trying to corrupt and destroy. Sir Baylor is not a foolish man. He realized there needed to be infants, infas, infrastructure is a hard word to say. He realized there needed to be infrastructure in the place that would allow him to work towards his goal. Howling Keep, a staff to maintain it, scouts to seek out and return with orphans, and much, much more, have meant that he and his task have become, become a known quantity in the region. So much so that even his young wards have become collectively known as Orphans of Destruction. Ood. Uh, Realm-shaping events such as these have brought together many who would otherwise be lost and purposeless. People like Oxford Ox Britannica. He's a gnome wizard. That will be mine character. Uh, Noctus, last name I didn't write down. He will be a human paladin. Uh, Nadrina Nibblenose will be a gnome rogue. Urias Riverstorm will be a half Orc Druid, and Celise, also didn't write down last name, Human Barbarian. Uh, in my little uh, recap here, I've put uh, links to their respective backstories, uh, and I will read mine at some point uh, in, in a game gap and no doubt. Anyways, back to the story. Disparate backgrounds and personalities brought together for a common cause. This team of adventurers has come to rely and trust one another be it the symbiotic relationship between Oxford and his pupils who protect him when his lust for knowledge gets him into trouble, the strength and guidance Urias and Selyse provide in this dangerous domain, or simply the fact that this group of seemingly random individuals has come quite simply to care. 
what happens to one another is truly a beautiful thing. Quests for knowledge, or as Oxford calls them, field trips, are not unusual when in the employ of Sir Baylor, and our true journey begins with this team, this band, this crew, once more setting forth in search of a megalith seemingly made of nightstone. Hashtag squad goals. Okay, so that's it. Uh, that's the uh, the prologue. So basically what we have is uh, uh, I'm playing a, a 499-year-old gnome uh, wizard who's been a teacher to some of these orphans. Uh, the orphans are Noctis and Nadrina. Uh, occasionally we will go out on uh, these quote-unquote field trips uh, and because uh, Sir Baylor doesn't want anything to happen to his orphans or me who has sort of helped him in his task uh, he sends along uh, uh, Selyse the barbarian to protect us uh, and then also Urias Riverstorm who sort of uh, 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 takes care of the area in the druidic sense uh, so we all sort of have teamed up over the years uh, that's something that uh, this DM has done very very well is uh, striven that's not a word. He has strove very hard uh, to come up with reasons why this team of uh, uh, quite, quite a wide group. I guess there's two gnomes, two humans, one half hour. Yeah, it's still quite a wide group of people uh, in terms of differences, disparate backgrounds, as I have written. Uh, why we would come together, why would why we would like one another, why we want to see each other succeed. Not just uh, we met in a tavern sort of idea. Not that there's anything wrong with we met in a tavern. I've used it myself. Um, it's just, uh, it seemed like that idea was very, very important to him, which, uh, I think is a, is a good sign for the campaign as a whole. Hey, there we go. We did it. We did it. I mean, one more segment to go, but we did that segment there. Jesus. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is SheShow. Twas a sponsor. Thank you for that sponsorship. Thank you also to Julio Lackey, L-A-K-Y, who, in your love of things, love of the internet, I assume, your, your, your love of your fellow man has done a great, great deed and put on your YouTube channel every single Jake and Amir video. Yes. You've done it all 625 question mark let me see i think i have a total somewhere I keep talking uh, yeah it's like uh 686 okay well pretty close <laughs> yeah so uh if you're unfamiliar with jake and amir they aired back in the day if i was a professional i would have dates for you but i do not uh they were on college humor uh and then also on youtube eventually uh i used to watch the shit out of them and they are that they still hold up well let me just say <laughs> there's there's some dropping of some words in the in the very early ones that are probably not words that you would use in a uh, uh, in a, a skit today 
definitely not. So uh, there'll be some cringiness that comes with that, of course. But uh, other than that, these hold up very, very well. And uh, you will, I hope, find yourself laughing as hard as I did the first time that I watched them back in the day and this other time where I watched every single one of them. Uh, you know, they're uh, one minute to five minutes long. Like, uh, that sounds like a lot, but I actually flew through them pretty quick. Uh, a, a couple of couple of days of, of doing things with them on, sort of in the background a little bit. And uh, you'll fly through them, and it will be a goddamn delight every friggin' second of them. Like, multiple, multiple, multiple times crying laughing at their antics. If you're unfamiliar, it's just two dudes working in an office. Yeah, not much to say. Uh, ben, ben Schwartz gets in there sometimes. Those ones are good. Uh, actually, I don't think there's ever a guest star, and there's a few of them who are stinkers. Every single guest star does a fucking amazing job. The writing, the jokes, the just... I, I can't say enough good about them. Also, uh, they have a podcast now, which uh, I listen to, which I've brought up uh, before, but I'm not going to now because I'm just here to talk about that playlist that you should watch yourself. Moving on... <sighs> to WTF with guest David Letterman. Oh yeah, that was cool. Um, don't get to see him do long-form interviews very uh, very often, uh, and to have Mark Marin uh, grab him, do an interview with him, was good. He's uh, still funny to this day, uh, just a, a comedic mind, sort of period, full stop. Uh, and, and to pick into it, uh, as Mark Marin has done, uh, is the reason I love podcasts. Things like that. Things that something like that would not exist on television and, and, and if it did it would be cut up by commercials every fucking 15 minutes until you want to kill yourself and i don't want to kill myself thank you very much uh all right moving on to normal difficulty cranny simulator yeah those ones are good um so normal difficulty back uh on twitch yes but also has uh, put quite a bit of new content on his YouTube channel, so he's back there as well. Uh, one thing is he played a simulator where there's like this little kid running around, and then there's this granny, not so much running around, because he's a granny. Uh, the graphics horrible, gameplay looks freaky deaky, uh, but uh, leads to some delightfulness. Yeah, delightfulness, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, and they sort of uh, RP it a little bit. Roleplay. Uh, which uh, which is pretty funny, and there will be blood. <laughs> I think the last scene of the last one was like the granny caught the kid, and uh, uh, ate his arm. Mm, yep, granny simulator normal difficulty last but not least. Nakey Jakey. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting one. Somehow went under my radar, which uh, he, he this guy's so far up my alley. I don't know how I never heard of him, uh, but when I heard uh, Pete Holmes, yeah, on uh, Pete Holmes podcast, say. The last thing that made him laugh really hard. I think he might have been on another podcast, actually. I think he was on, like, The Last Laugh. <laughs> yeah, I think he was, actually. Anyways, uh, mentioned this podcast, just a guy talking about video game stuff, which is exactly the sort of thing that I look for. Comedy combined with people talking of video game stuff, uh, I gravitate towards very, very much. And uh, this guy does an amazing job of taking a subject. Oh, let me just, just see what some of them are, actually. I, I open it. Uh, uh, Rockstar game design is outdated. Yeah, Scholastic book fairs. I guess they're not all necessarily uh, um, crappy voice acting, crappy water level levels. That was good ones. Dads in video games. They're all good. Highly recommend. Five out of five, folks. We did it. It's nice to be nice uh, to the nice. Done and done. Done and done. 
I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.